0: Set to irrevocably improve governance structures and change the face of the game in Wales for the better forever. And a great win for the women in this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. We'll hear some of the super stories from the Wales Women's Cam later. Quite a performance they put in against Ireland and in front of a record crowd. But there's only really one place to start this week. Sunday's EGM. 97% of the Welsh clubs voting in favour of the special resolution that will bring reform at the top of the Welsh rugby union. Afterwards, Chairman Jairn Evans and first interim CEO Nigel Walker gave their reaction to the Welsh press.
1: I said before today's meeting that it's impossible to overhype an event such as the one we've had today. We simply had to vote for change. Otherwise, the future of Welsh rugby was in in doubt. Uh, The feeling and emotions at the moment is one of relief rather than of uh, jubilation or joy. I suspect that will come. But also, we know that this is not the end of it. This is where the hard work starts. And we've got to repay the faith that has been shown in us today. 97% of clubs voting for change. Uh, The proposal which was on the table. We're delighted about that. But we recognise now that we've got to Back up the words with action. And it just goes to show that by conversing and entering into a reasonable dialogue with our stakeholders, it's amazing what change you can bring about. Mm-hmm. And it's a lesson for us that perhaps we should be having
2: that conversation and that dialogue more frequently than we have done in the past. Yeah, I'd endorse that. How we've gone about in comparison to the last AGM, we didn't explain them the what, why, and how wasn't a compelling and convincing enough case. I think we were out of our way this time to engage fully. Because no one has the monopoly on wisdom here. We wanted to engage fully, to communicate, to be challenged out on the road. And we brought the clubs with us. That was a an emphatic response by the clubs. Yeah, it's not a time for triumphalism here. This is relief. And now the hard work starts. We like our watersheds sheds in Wales. We have a watershed every fortnight. But you sense a significant one today and it gives us a a wonderful opportunity to ensure that our young daughters and sons can have a vibrant, flourishing game to look forward to participating in. Nigel, whilst rugby's
0: ills are not solved just by this today, are
1: they? Absolutely right. It's a start though, and the governance changes that we propose will help going forward. We know the independent review is underway. There'll be a few more kinks in the road, I suspect, before we can say that we are truly in the clear. But the important thing is it's it's a starting point, it's a really positive starting point. We've got to be true to our word. We want to change, top to bottom of the organisation has said they want to change, we now need to change. And when you're involved in culture change, we know we have to set the right example, Uh, the rest of the board has to set the right example, the exec has to set the right example, but you have to do it continuously. It won't happen in three months or six months or nine months, uh, but this is an important start. And it's a important step in the right direction.
3: Can you guarantee
1: that you will have five women on your board by the end of the year? Well, I think we've said it's an aspiration to have five women on the board. I, I won't be part of that process. You wouldn't expect the chief executive to be part of that process. But We've engaged a headhunter in that search. And as a man, I wouldn't be arrogant enough to suggest that we won't have enough good women putting themselves forward. So we're very hopeful. Now, it may be a journey. We may get to three women, then four women, then five women, six or seven women. The important thing is that the organization is open to change and wants to be welcoming for people of all persuasions, both genders, social class, religion, everything. And that's the important thing, that it's open and welcoming place for all, and
2: that's what we want Welsh rugby to be. We have to be truly representative within the governing body of the national game of Wales. We have to be representative. but also we're a small country. We have to make the most of our available talent. Fifty-one percent of the population are women. We are more than capable of finding very talented, passionate, committed women to contribute enormously to our well-being moving forward as a game. We need to flourish. Society is with many challenges at the moment. Uh, sport has a critical role, rugby has a critical role, particularly with within in Wales, fulfilling that of allowing our nation to flourish, survive. And we're adamant, and part of this process said is a, is a line in the sand, that it's a first and major step forward for us. There's more to come.
0: How do you feel about effectively putting both of yourselves out of a job?
2: If it takes Welsh yeah. rugby forward, we're yeah. both comfortable
1: with that yes. proposition. It's not about Jain, no. no disrespect. No. Uh, it, it, it's not about me. No. It's about the game of Welsh rugby, and um, we both feel passionately about that. And whatever happens over the next three, four, five months, happens.
0: Are you confident you can move at a pace that girls and women will demand and want? One of the most
1: heartening things that happened when we were on our road show, if I can call it that, around the districts, a number of clubs came up to us and said during the meetings, "Once you get it right in the Welsh Rugby Union, can you come back and help us?" to make our clubs more welcoming, and more representative of the society we serve, so, is point one. Point two, I was at Cardiff Arms Park yesterday. I've been heavily involved in the last 18 months with the women's team. And seeing the players faces in the World Cup when they won their first match, seeing their faces yesterday, it just goes to show the power of sport and the power of sport and the pull of sport for male and female. So whether you're a boy or a girl at 6 or 7 years of age when you pick up a ball you should be able to do that in an environment which is safe. First of all, and you should be able to see a pathway all the way through to international level whether you're male or female.
0: What are the mechanics of what happens next? Now, how do you go about reforming the board?
1: Well, there will be a transition period. We've given ourselves the deadline of 31st of December 2023. Hesitating and putting a a deadline, but the 31st of December 2023 is the deadline. We're confident that those changes in the transition period
2: will be done and dusted well before the 31st of December 2023. I think I'd add to that as well is that governance doesn't stop, continues. It's painting the fourth bridge, constantly review, constantly challenge, constantly scrutinise to the benefit of us all. Ironically, we've both played high-performance sport. It's about being a high-performance organisation. And back to your point as regards how that cascades down, I think that's the opportunity here. It cascades down to society at large, but also, more importantly here, the game at large.
1: Is the independent chair first thing you Independent chair, yes, because you'd expect the independent chair to have a say on the independent yeah. non-executive directors and the group chief executive officer. Yeah. But certain parts of the process will move forward together. Then once the chair is identified the other elements will then be concluded. Yeah, and they've
4: effectively voted you out of office here today. Mm-hmm. And I will, loudly
2: applaud them for doing so. Yes.
4: Will there be someone of the right calibre who would want to take up your position uh, as an independent
2: chair? I have no doubts. We're very fortunate, well, sometimes we take it too lightly into the fact that how significant a role Welsh rugby plays in Welsh life, Welsh rugby union plays. It's embedded in our DNA, as I talked about. It plays such an important role in our civic and social uh, roles. I firmly believe that this is a, a wonderful opportunity for a person with that drive, with that enthusiasm, with that skill set to play a massive role in our future.
0: You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Talking about the skill set of Welsh women, What about that performance against Ireland in front of a record crowd, for Wales women at Cardiff Arms Park? 31-0 up, just after half-time, and remarkable scenes at the end, with the fans streaming on to the artificial pitch and staying for ages. A few nice stories, as we'll hear over the next few minutes, but perhaps the nicest was a first cap for Kate Williams, born in Swansea, but her family moved to New Zealand. She's decided to give her all for the land of her father, who flew over from New Zealand to watch. No wonder she was pretty happy after the game.
5: I was so nervous for the lead-up, but getting out in the field, it was funny. I, I just felt really relaxed, and everything we'd done in training was exactly how it went on the game as well. I just had to do my job. It was good.
4: What about the occasion? 5,000 crowd, pretty noisy?
5: Oh, it was massive. I've never played a game with a crowd like this, wherever. But the the noise coming from the crowd was crazy. It was amping everyone up. I loved it.
4: Where did the journey start for you to uh, a Wales shirt then? Because obviously you've been pursuing (laughs) your career the other side of the world.
5: Yeah, um, it was the start of last year um, and I was just talking to my mum, like telling her I was like, oh. I was, like, played a few years for North Harbour and nothing was really coming from and I was like you know it would be amazing if I could play rugby back home, back in Wales. And she got on a little Facebook Messenger group with the mates and stuff from back home and one of them got in contact with Yoan, the head coach, and he sorted out a Zoom for me back in February and then said if I was around in July to come over and I can join in some of the pre-season and then once I came over. He said, we'll keep you on the books for the Rugby World Cup because you'll be over there if anything happens and something did happen. So I joined them in uh, New Zealand in October. And then after that, I just, like rugby is my favourite thing to do. So I just committed, came over here in January and been training with them ever since. And I was not expecting, I wasn't even expecting to make the Welsh team this year, let alone have like have my first cap. So I've just been taking, just putting everything positive. Anything that's coming is a positive and um, I've been loving my journey so far.
4: Absolutely. So what support
5: have you had here? Oh. <laughs> this is my dad, Gareth Williams. He flew over on Tuesday and surprised me. He booked his flights a few weeks ago, not knowing that I was even going to be in the team, be in the squad or anything. And it's just turned out to be perfect timing. <laughs> and he's here. was <laughs> yeah.
4: probably the best thing of my life. <laughs> probably the best thing of my life. Along from, way from Swansea out to Auckland and then uh, the, back again, what's the future uh, of Alfu then, uh, Kate and Timsey, rugby career?
5: I'm going to give this my um, my biggest crack out. I, I want to play rugby here for as long as possible. If, if my career is just this year, then it's just this year, but I want it to be 10 years. See how far it can get me. I love playing rugby and I love playing rugby in Wales.
4: So presumably you're uh, open to uh, club engagements over here as well. You can't just play
1: internationals.
5: Uh, yeah, I, since I've been here, I've played in the Celtic Challenge for two matches um, to get a bit of game time and then I've been looking at the clubs, mainly the ones closest to Wales, but looking at signing uh, with Gloucester for the end of the season, and then I'll see what happens after that. I'm just riding the wave a little bit. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> and Gareth, where's all the air miles? Oh, d- definitely. You know, I'm going to be here for three weeks. Uh, hopefully a trip
0: to Scotland next week is uh, is on the cards. And you know, it's just um, a moment I couldn't miss. She's done all the hard work, not me. Kate, hey,
6: I was speaking to you on this week, and you were just so impressed and I'm proud of the commitment that you've shown it leaving your family behind the other side of the world. How difficult has that been for you, being here by yourself, when everything you know is is back in New Zealand?
5: It's been a bit of a whirlwind, especially, like, I've only been here two months now, and all this has happened. I've, I've kind of been holding out my partner's coming over, he comes over, next sunday i've been holding out for that which would be nice for him to have another friendly place but like all my family's here as well apart from my mum my dad and my brother my uncle my grandparents all my cousins are here so i am using that as my support network but it's so amazing when my close family can come over and we like we've already got trips planned for them to come over towards like the summer when it's nice over here so they'll come over then and but yeah facetime is the best is that your cat Kate? Yeah, this is my cap here. Dafffield. Yeah, that I got um, presented uh, on the field afterwards. <laughs> my hair doesn't allow it, but uh, <laughs> but I will. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay, put it down here. But yeah, this is so special. I never thought I was gonna get one this year or anything, but um, I've just been working as hard as I can in the background, and this is amazing. I'm gonna treasure this forever. Is it always been Welsh rugby that that you've supported? Yes, always. Um, growing up, mum and dad. We definitely grew up Welsh, I think, even though we live, we're living in New Zealand. Um, when Wales and New Zealand were playing and stuff, we were definitely supporting Wales. And we were, like, I always had a little Welsh jersey when I was growing up and stuff. And My grandpa made sure I always had the latest Ospreys jersey as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It, it's, this just feels so right. It just really does feel right to be able to do this.
0: Kate's on the bench for the Scotland game, so it looks like another trip for Dad. Just one change in the starting 15, the unfortunate injury for Gwen Crabbe in the second row, which means Georgia Evans moving there, Shannad Harry's coming into the back row. She's one of the players who's combining work as a teacher with playing for Wales. But in her 10th Six Nations, she must have seen quite a change in the professional environment.
3: Yeah, huge difference. And I think uh, you can see the difference. I think that's got to be because of the contracts as well. Because obviously last six nations, there was only 12 contracted players training in the evening. One thing that the contracts have done as well, obviously, is given us more time investment. And I think the difference is time. The girls have had a lot more time with each other. We've had a lot more time with each other as a squad. Obviously, the knock-on effect of being in a World Cup tournament that was much later in the year. So I think the momentum as well is welcomed. It's the first time I've I've been in a Welsh jersey for a while where I felt that everything was going our way. With regards to everything we spoke about in the week, where we spoke about staying on top, playing with momentum, line speed. I just feel like that was the first time in a while that we just clicked. The only negative I'd put on is that we didn't continue that in the second half. And we've spoken about that in the week. We need to be performing at that level for at least sixty minutes rather than forty five that we did. But you know, the first half especially, I believe that, you know, probably one of the best games that even the spectators said you know, one of the best games <laughs> they've seen us play and like I said it just felt like everything was going right for us
0: Was it quite emotional post-Mass Saturday?
3: Yeah It was quite overwhelming for all the girls I think because we didn't expect um, first off we didn't expect that response from the crowd I think that was the first time they allowed the children the fans to come onto the field I even had to apologise to my mum and dad because I didn't get a chance to see them at all because they just bombarded everyone but I think as well it was it was great for us to get that result as well because I think I think there's, also, there's always been a lot of questions with regards to our performances and our results, especially in the World Cup. I think there were a lot of narrow narrow wins and narrow losses, but I'm just glad that we were able to put in the performance. And a lot of people said that was the best game they've seen the Wales women play, so I was just glad that we could do it in Arms Park. Having the 5,000 there on Saturday, I think just underpins and just emphasises the hard work we're putting in behind the scenes as well off the pitch. You know, we're often told that we're inspiring a generation, but I think the day like Saturday, and obviously in the World Cup, are the days where you believe you're actually doing it, and I think it's just really important now because obviously we're role models. There's often a phrase where if you if you can't see it, you can't be it, and I just hope that after Saturday, that the younger generation can see what they can achieve, and hopefully we can strive to be better.
4: How are you balancing work and? Thing? I guess you meant to be working.
3: Yeah. <laughs> No, so um, school and the union had a conversation prior to the Six Nations um, with regards to the minimum that the union needed me and the maximum the school could um, (coughs) allow me to train. So they've come to an agreement. So obviously test matches are different, um, test weeks sorry, are different to normal weeks. So I've been released for the first two test match weeks against Ireland, Scotland. And then luckily for me, there's Easter holidays now leading up into the England game. And then obviously the final two weeks then is just take it as it comes then and just having more conversations.
0: The decision to carry on working when presumably a contract was an offer, yeah. was running through your mind?
3: Just, I think just like the longevity of it all. I'm from a generation where I've known no different than to work and play rugby. So for me, it was almost if I was on autopilot. It was a hard decision not to accept a contract, but obviously as well, the school term doesn't run in season with rugby. So when I was offered the contract, it just it just wasn't feasible for me to to end my teaching career to take one. You know, all credit to Johan and, and the union as well. They've helped me make it work. School as well, you know, they're very forthcoming, they're very supportive as well. And I think the biggest thing there is the communication support between school and union, which has allowed me to keep playing. I've invested over ten years into my teaching career. It's a very important decision to make. And like I said, when, when the contract was offered, it just didn't align with the school term and the development of the school year. So if there was another conversation, then I'd have another conversation. But with my role within the school, I just feel that I have a I have a duty and responsibility to those kids as well. So I chose to um, stick with teaching for the time being.
0: Alan has talked last week about why would you contemplate retiring when you've battled for so many years to get what you've got now? yeah. I guess you feel something similar and even more so after the game of the
3: weekend. Yeah, it's a hard one because sport is cruel and one week you'll probably be contemplating giving it up and then you have one good week and you can't imagine giving it up at all. So it's very, you know, it's just the nature of it, isn't it? The ups and the downs. But playing for uh, Wales women at the moment is is fantastic. It's great. It's a great feeling. And it's a great time to be a woman in Wales, I feel, playing rugby because the, the trajectory of of the union, of the rugby, and the support behind us is is on the up as well. And, you know, short-term, it's a short-term round to the next World Cup as well, and it's in England, so again, it, it's a great um, aspiration to go for.
0: So that's your target, yeah? Yeah. I mean, two, three years ago, when you've been overlooked and you're travelling for club games, huge distances, you must have contemplated giving it all up at that point, and you must be really
3: glad now you did Yeah, absolutely. We won't go into it in depth, but what happened to me a few years ago I Yeah, I, I would be lying to you if I hadn't contemplated giving it all up, especially having to travel to Worcester after work twice a week. And, you know, at that point, you, you're you asking yourself why you're doing it, what you're doing it for. But um, like I said previously as well, it's not my character to give up. And I've got a lot of people to thank that supported me, the psychologists, family, friends. But I'm glad I didn't, if I'm honest, because I think the way that I've come back and the way that the squad is now, the way that the culture is now, it's it's basically showing two years ago what we're capable of and what we're deserving of.
4: And what's the reaction in the schoolyard to these days? Are there more of them recognising you now?
3: Yes. Yeah. There's definitely more. When I started teaching and I'd I'd leave school on a Friday to go travelling to play and I'd come back to school on a Monday, they wouldn't be aware of where I've been or what I was doing. Now because it's all televised in the media, young girls and even the boys, if I'm not in school, they know exactly why I'm not there and then when I'm back in school it's constant questions. It's You know, you'd be surprising on many of the older boys as well, just say, you know, oh, we've YouTubed you, miss. I'm just like, oh, gosh, please don't. Please don't. But um, no, everyone is invested in it now. And it's really nice. And it's just it's a little bit awkward for me as well, because obviously they see a different me on the pitch as to what I'm in school. So it's nice for them as well. But it's, it's nice for me for them to see me in a different light. But I don't change the way I am towards them. They don't change the way they are towards me. But there's there's definitely more recognition. Yeah
0: which applies to all the players to some degree, but someone who's going to have to get used to much more recognition is player of the match from the Island game prop Cecilia Tupolotu. Part of an amazing rugby family and community, her dad Sione played for Tonga, cousin Carwin, Wales under-20s and the Scarlets, while another cousin Sione plays for Scotland and may even be supporting her this weekend. So, she certainly comes from quite a rugby family.
7: Um, Yeah, there's like... Loads of men in my family that play rugby, but that didn't stop me from wanting to play. I think it kind of encouraged me more to play, to push even harder. Knowing what they can do, I just wanted to be better.
0: Lots of men in the family, how easy was it for you to get into rugby at the start?
7: I don't think it was an easy road to get where I am right now, but I take every step as it comes and enjoy the ride
0: and then the change in position recently. I mean, what have the last couple of years been like? You've been coming into the squad, you're coming into a professional environment, you're changing position, they're throwing a lot at you.
7: Yeah, but I'm just grateful for the opportunity that I get. I'm learning, I learn every day about transitioning positions and I'm I'm good right now.
0: Quite something for a prop to get a player of the match award. How did that (laughs) feel?
7: I don't think there's words that explain how I felt. Uh, I was just grateful that I got to play and to helped my team get the win.
0: And what was the family reaction like afterwards?
7: Uh, they were all so proud. Just proud that I played the way I did and that I came out of the game without any injuries.
0: Yeah, there were a few of them there on the weekend?
7: Yeah, there was like over 20. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> what was that like on the pitch at the end of the game?
7: Yeah, it was good. It was good to see so many people um, supporting us.
0: Can you go through and clarify, starting with your dad, exactly
7: what your rugby connections are, family-wise, cousin-wise? So, obviously my dad, and then I have two cousins that play for England. I have a cousin that plays for Wales right now. Um, I have a cousin that plays for Scarlet. Um, My little brother's just been called up for the England (laughs) under-18s. I have a little cousin that's just been called up for the women's England under-18s. And the cousin of Scotland. <laughs> There's loads of us. <laughs> right, so it's quite
4: extensive.
7: Yeah.
4: What was the best part of the last weekend for
7: you? Um, probably get yeah, my first try. Yeah, my first try got disallowed. Um, so I think that just made me hungry to get, uh, get another one. For me, that. And where
4: did you first pick up a rugby ball?
7: I first picked up the rugby ball when I was 16 <laughs> in Hereford <laughs> Sixth Form College. I wasn't allowed to play rugby when I was younger. <laughs> um, I think my parents were just scared that I'm going to get hurt. <laughs> but when I turned 16, I went against the decision, and they've supported me ever since. So I think it was an opportunity, so one of the college coaches came up to me and asked if I have played any rugby before, and I told him no. But he said to come and give it a try, there's nothing wrong with giving it a try, so I did. I went and I've loved it ever since. What position did that college coach have you? I was playing eight. eight. <laughs> yeah, I was a pro- But, my God, you made my way to the front row. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: as Seanan Harris said, Cecilia can be world-class in that position. One of the many encouraging things from the island game was an increased sharpness behind the scrum, symbolised by the break from Karen Lake, which brought a try for fellow centre Hannah Jones. Karen was pleased with the way things went to plan.
6: Yeah, we had a game plan. We knew what we wanted to do. You know, we've got good ball carriers um, up front and in the backs as well. And we've also got the ability to throw it wide when needed as well. So it's just, you know, making the dent early on. And then when when it's on to go, we know where we can play wide as well. So it's just being able to read the pictures and the coach has done the homework well as well.
4: Coming into this tournament as well, you've all had the ball in your hands so much because you have been training more. So it must feel a bit more comfortable.
6: Yeah, you know, you're getting more reps in every day, just doing the basics well, which is what's really, like, what we were concentrating on. You know, the best teams do that better than the most, you know what I mean? They got the time together. So, yeah, it's just been really working on our basic skills and doing them under pressure and under fatigue as well. I felt really good, like, inside, outside, forwards, done their job well, backs done their job well, everything, like you said, clicked into place. It hasn't happened for a while, or it happens in short spaces, like, through... 10 minutes in the game and then we lose it again and go and regain it. But even coming off half-time, didn't feel in panic mode at any time during the game, yeah. You
4: need to build on that, I guess,
6: then. Yeah, that's the work on for next week now is just, you know, like you said, we had a good 50, 60 minutes, maybe dropped off a bit in the second half. But if we can replicate that and challenge ourselves to do that for the full 80 next week.
4: You should feel <laughs> confident going to Scotland, shouldn't
6: you? Well, you know, you got to go in for game with confidence, know it, especially coming off the back of a good win like that but we're not under any illusion what Scotland are going to bring either. You know, they've a very good outfit, established players in forwards and backs as well, so we know they're going to bring their A game. They were unlucky in the World Cup as well, and our game was really close, so they've been training at that standard as well, so they want to prove a point from the World Cup as well, but also coming off the back of a loss, you know, they're going to be getting in for us next week, so we've got to bring our game to them. How different are you from a team that
0: squeaked through in that game?
6: I think it's just having the confidence and, you know, having everyone back in after World Cup to really review everything, put the wrongs to right then and having the time to do that. I think training's been going well for everyone as well and, you know, little snippets of it, clicking, you and there as well in training and then to see it go for the game then, for the full 80, that it was, we've got to take confidence in that, knowing that we can do it. What was it like at
0: the end, on the
6: pitch? Yeah, it was as soon as the final whistle went, knowing we put that in that performance that we Thought we deserved then as well from the build-up and everything. You know, it's not just the 23, it's the the whole squad in the build-up to that. And then getting mobbed by the crowd, (laughs) bless them. But yeah, it was great that they all came on and having all the kids there, having parents there. Adults wanting photos. It's not just the youngsters as well, not the kids. So yeah, it was just, it was a little bit overwhelming really. Half hour, 40 minutes go by and you're still, still there signing shirts, flags tickets even for kids and it, yes yeah, it's, it's just lovely to see them all out especially with the like we said the record crowd we had it's just good we can put on a performance for that and hopefully then it will get a new record again against england
0: contracts for 12 means you can get fit and contracts for 25 means yeah. you can actually run back lines against each other develop those skills with people in your
6: face yeah it's easy to run 15 against no one every move goes great unless there's a handling error but then when you've got opposition then and you're training against each other and it Becomes difficult then to read it, so it's the decision making under pressure then as well, not just the skills.
0: So, good luck, Swale's women, off in Scotland this weekend, and tickets are still on sale for the England game if you get in quick. Plenty to report on next week in the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Until then, goodbye.